welcome to the Gunk Hole State Park Podcast. I'm Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie. And I'm Ranger Chris. And I can't believe it. It's already been a whole week since we had fan C. Jackson on the show. And he served up a, a, a sampler platter of just surprisingly delicious uh, human body parts. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's completely warped the way I perceive time. It feels like it was two months ago. What do you guys think? Oh, man. Um, no time passed at all. For me, everything has passed and no time has passed. I remember every detail of everything that happened. And yet at the same time, I can't recall a single thing. <laughs> That's just the haze I permanently live in. So welcome, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Um, but yeah, so uh, we've just been getting up to our usual park business uh, in the meantime. Um, I did some trail clearing. Uh, at one point, I did feel like I was hallucinating being chased by a serial killer with an axe who was yelling, I want to chop off your nipples. I want to chop off your nipples. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with eating the nipples of a person whose nipples were chopped off by, mm -hmm. as we discovered by the end of the episode, fancy Jackson himself. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I, you know, I, I don't know if there's been any real like scientific studies done about the psychological effects of eating flesh. Are you guys familiar with any? No, only through trial and error, but nothing scientific. No, I only know that you can never have anything bad happen to you by eating seeds, but you can have things bad happen to you if you eat rice. You should never eat rice. That's true. And we did discuss that one week ago <laughs> for our last episode, how no one in your family can eat rice and the, the, their stomachs tend to explode. Yeah, that's a real problem. IBS. IBS? Mm -hmm. Irritable bird syndrome? Syndrome, yeah. Impulsive bird syndrome? I don't know. I don't actually know what it stands for, but uh, mm. yeah, no, no rice, but human flesh on the table, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And it very much was on the table and then, and then in your mouth when you ate it. <sighs> I did. I did and I still regret it to this day. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We don't have to, we don't have to think too much about that. You know, I think we can just move on with our lives. Uh you know, I've been going to therapy, which, uh, as we discussed last week, may in fact be therapy. Um, mm. My therapist does seem to be a 500-pound bear, um, but you know, I, I talked to I talked to my therapist uh, a lot this last week, um, which again felt like two months. And uh, you know, I, I think I made some breakthroughs, just kind of being at peace with myself as someone who has consumed human flesh. You know, the the, the therapist was able to relate to that. Um, being a bear who has attacked and eaten parts of humans. So sure. uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a breakthrough, I think. That's yeah. That's what I get breakthroughs too, Ranger Alex. I go find somebody who has the opinion that I want to have and get validation from them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds very healthy. Great way to make friends and challenge yourself. Yeah. Well, every time I show up to a therapy session, I, I look into a camera and I say, I'm not here to make friends. That's true. I'm they do put you in that little box and make yeah. you do a quick 
I don't know. I think they call it a confessional. What do they call it? Yeah, I think it's referred to as a confessional. And that's usually what I'm doing before and after a therapy session. A producer will ask me like, okay, how do you think that went? Mm -hmm. What were you feeling when the therapist said this? Um, there's like a whole big production team actually at all my therapy sessions. I'm not sure why that is. I didn't like, I don't think I signed any forms like consenting to that, but you know, uh, it, it helps, it, you know, it helps me kind of to both unpack what's going on in my life. And then after the therapy session, unpack what went on in the therapy session. So it's kind of been doubly therapeutic. Your therapist isn't a famous Hollywood therapist, is he? You know, there are so many of those that it's hard to say. Some of them have their own TV shows, which is why I ask. I personally watch uh, Barry the Therapist in L.A. Uh, it is so dramatic. It's, it's a, a pretty lot. long title for a show. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, it's also a long show. Each episode, two hours, packed full wow. of drama. Wow. You know, I just stick with the original uh, therapist, and I've just been binging uh, Yogi Bear cartoons cartoons oh that's fun he's a great counselor yogi bear did have that spinoff that was basically like you know new heart the new heart uh series where he played a therapist not the one where he ran and in uh that one was popular at the time and so they were kind of doing a take on that uh and yeah i remember those those uh yogi bears a therapist episodes that was great um i think uh, my favorite hollywood therapist is probably dr fur which dr fur yeah which the f sound is sort of evocative of dr phil okay okay i was wondering which one you were going for it could not be set together dr (laughs) Furl. which is ironic because uh that cbs show bull is based on dr phil's time as a the the jury psychologist or whatever and a bull and a bear are basically opposite animals Yes, they are on the opposite spectrum of the animal kingdom. Yeah. None of that made any sense to me. Well, no, because bull means the stock market's pretty good and bear means the stock market's bad, so they're opposite animals. Oh, <laughs> animal kingdom is judged based off of how they're viewed in stock market analogies. But yeah, there's I also think... a show called Bull, and it's about Dr. Phil, but he's in the stock market? <laughs> Wait, what? No, he's not in the stock market. I think that I've never seen the show. I've just seen lots of ads for it while watching uh, National Football League. And uh, it's always this this smarmy guy who's like, uh, I'm going to pick the right juror, juror so that the lawyer can do the, the big thing. And uh, it has nothing to do with stock market that I can tell, but I think the guy's name is like, like Phil Bull or something. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you know, I I don't remember how this story started, but I'm glad that we made it here to Phil Bull, the Phil Bull part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I really uh, like uh, anytime I get a chance to talk about famous Hollywood therapists. I think it's uh, it's a good time. Uh, what else is going on, guys? I mean, it's been a really busy week that's felt like two months. I mean, it, it feels like we could have done two months worth of stuff. Yeah. Well, I've been very busy trying to make the park seem less appealing for purchase. Right, right. I remember that from a week ago, yeah. And I've just basically been making sure that I have been seen and not heard. Mm. Heard. So 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 you're trying to be seen but not heard. Okay, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) 
so you're, you've basically been running around like a mime in the park yep. um doing a lot of uh elaborate mime work uh you got yourself trapped in a glass box for most of last thursday um yep. i got severe dehydration in there yeah you, you were really suffering in there and we were trying to hand you water and you were saying you were like knocking on the invisible glass and saying like shrugging like doing a big like over over pronounced shrug and yeah but you knew that i didn't know what to do <laughs> you're a very good mind yeah, yeah honestly you're a better mind than you are most other things that i've seen you try to do mm -hmm. uh you were able to successfully use a mime rope to get a kitten down from a tree yeah it was a three-story tree <laughs> it was a, a three-story tree yeah i got all the way up there on the the mime rope and people were in awe and then, but I, I still needed to work on the the mine trampoline that I thought I was landing on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is the unfortunate kind of ending of that story. You know, there's a family that was here camping. They brought their kitten, which I thought was maybe not a great decision by them to begin with. The kitten crawled up uh, to the third story of a tree, um, which is that what we, that's how we as rain, park rangers do measure the height of trees is in yep. building stories, kind of similar to how Animal Kingdom is organized around like uh, metaphors related to the stock market. Uh, they take their cues from us, not the other way around. And yeah, and so you you did this really miraculous like uh, lasso, you're sort of being a cowboy mime and you lassoed the, the, the cat down from the third story of the tree. And then you, as the cat was plummeting to the earth, uh, you like made like you were bouncing on a trampoline and you're trying to convince the kid that the the kitten was going to just land on the trampoline and bounce softly into your arms. Um, but of course, that's not what happened. It made a big splat. And uh, the thing that's weird about that is that you had a flag that you unfurled right when it hit the ground that also said splat, which makes me question whether you, <laughs> whether the, you know, the a good time is, always prepared a good mm. mind is always ready for whatever the outcome may be so right. we know we don't know how many flags chris has that say splat or perhaps hooray or maybe one that says gotcha so and i'll tell you because a mind never reveals a secret exactly correct now, ranger, ranger bonnie you you ran your um arbor vibe check workshop the other day yeah. uh, we were teaching people how to do vibe checks with trees which is yeah. something that you do it is something that i do it is something i'm very passionate about vibing mm -hmm. in the trees um you know they're the vibes are pretty good it's a little warm out the trees aren't liking it mm. uh did, did you do a vibe check on the tree that the kitten fell to its death from and and get any sense of how it reacted uh, that tree was a real bitch to have bad vibes. It was a birch and it was a bitch. It was a bitch of a birch. I'll tell you that much. As okay, all birches birch are, it was a birch bitch. Okay. And I did try to vibe check that tree and I did try to be like, what's going on, hon? And that tree was like, mm -mm, honey, no. Not me, girl. We ain't going to talk. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting thing that I've learned uh, just recently. And, and, you know, you kind of have to have that vibe uh, check ability to, to really know this the way that you do. But I had no idea that trees mostly talk like they're on a Real Housewives, one of those Real Housewives shows. Yep. While getting their nails done. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, they we were... had one of we had one of our kind of maintenance guys uh, kind of trimming the the tips of its branches as you were trying to talk to it. Yeah, and it was very upset. And uh, trees, they really, same with people, they open up if you put them in a confessional box. Mm. Uh, everyone just immediately wants to talk when they're in those one of those little spaces. Yeah. So I tried to get a confession out of this birch and... She's just not having it. Yeah. And you constructed a three story confessional box to put the tree in in order to have this vibe check. It did. And, and still it didn't, didn't seem to go well. No, hmm. it didn't go well at all. I actually made it four stories to fit the entire tree. Oh, wow. The three is the total tree is four, but the cat got up to the third story of the tree. Right. Right. So, <laughs> You know, uh, if it had only been three stories, then the foliage would have, the, the leaves, whatever that mm. part is called, would have been left out, which would have been extremely bad, made the vibe check even worse. Yeah, yeah. I think foliage or leaves, I think either is acceptable to describe. Is it a crown? Do they call it a crown? I think if it's, it's a roll tree, yeah. Okay. A roll up tree? <laughs> Sorry. A, a royal roll up tree? If it's a royal tree, then it's. Oh, of leaves. You know, I, I've done a little bit of reading on WebMD about the side effects of eating human flesh, and I've definitely seen that sometimes you have trouble communicating. Uh, you kind of talk past each other. If you were previously at all funny, it might affect your sense of humor. Um, so that's just kind of the haze we've all been in for the last week. Uh, uh, feeling like two months of not doing this. And so, of course, when we finally sit down here in the, the back room of the gift shop here at Guncole State Park to record this episode, we're kind of just, you know, we're rusty. Sorry, you know, are you we're saying that we're not funny? Are you saying this hasn't been funny? I'm just saying that was listed as a side effect. So any listeners who are like, hey, this isn't funny, they, they can just know that it's because we ate human flesh last week. Hey, any listeners that think, oh, this isn't very funny, vibe check yourselves. Because rude, this is hilarious. Okay, <laughs> this is really top quality. Yeah, yeah. one of the other side effects is <laughs> come on, a mime saving a cat, get out of here. Well, you no. find that on Joe Rogan's podcast, I don't think so. No, no, oh, yeah. probably, it would probably be like presented as a thought experiment that then he kind of gets sidetracked into talking about, like, you know, what if they let gay people on Mars or whatever he talks about on that show. Uh, so, <laughs> no, him talking about how he was in the movie Zookeeper, I believe. Was Joe Rogan in the movie Zookeeper? He sure was, buddy. He sure was. Played quite a big role. Came out of nowhere. Really shocks you when you see him. <laughs> The only acting I can think of him ever doing is news radio, which is a show that's been off the air for over 20 years. But it was fantastic. Dave Foley? Come on. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> we'll save this for our news radio recap podcast, uh, which we'll be doing in addition to this main one. But uh, we, we got a great guest coming up. So, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with our guest and hopefully, you know, uh, mentally we, we kind of get it together over break because I can tell we're still kind of suffering from a cannibal a cannibalism hangover. Um, but we'll be right back with our great guest after this. Bye-bye. And welcome back to the Gun Cole State Park podcast. Um, 
we took a quick break. I think we we each did our own kind of version of meditation to try and clear out some of the uh, ghosts that were maybe haunting our brains from from eating human flesh in the last uh, last week's episode. So I think we're all in in better shape now. You know, I think we're all feeling good and and, and ready to go. Sure. Yeah, speak for yourself, Ranger Alex. <laughs> Maybe it might be wishful thinking, but uh, you know we got we got a great, very interesting guest. She was a contestant on the ABC reality program The Bachelor, and now she's here at uh, Guncola State Park. So it's great to have a TV star uh, on the show. Uh, please welcome Lorraine Jeffries. Thank you, thank you so much. I just want to say I also love meditation. Thank you so really? much for having me. Yes, I do. And that's kind of why I came out here. To meditate. Mostly, yeah, and to escape the mm -hmm. bad press, but also to meditate. Yeah, you had a pretty dramatic exit from The Bachelor, as we all understand. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that or we could talk about meditation. But if you want to talk about that, we could talk about that. It's fine. You know, I think it would be good to know what you're meditating about and kind of get uh, an insight into kind of yeah. how your cycle has been since it, since it happened. Yeah, sure. what's your trauma like? What's my what like? What's your trauma look like? My trauma? Yeah, okay. what's your trauma drama? I, I mean, it's pretty normal to leave on account of faking cancer to The Bachelor and then having the results revealed live. So I don't really, the results of the test to like see if I had it or not. And then to actually um, take the candles lit behind the host and burn down the mansion. I don't really see why we need to like go too far into it, but I just, I mean, yeah. yeah no, I mean, everyone saw it happen on the show, but I don't think we we've gotten a lot of insight into kind of how that affected you as a person. Uh, you know, first of all, just the fact that you pretended to have cancer, that was kind of your whole hook from the beginning of the season. And then somehow they were able to extract uh, blood and other bodily fluids from you unbeknownst to you in order to run a cancer test and yeah, surprise well, you with the results. And I will, I say, I, I I can't talk about the details of those tests just because there is still a lawsuit. And mm. I am, um, you know, you can't just take that stuff without consent, um, mm. even if they tricked you into doing it. Um yeah, because it's no, very like clear that you signed a uh, you signed a, a number of consent and NDA forms. One of which is yeah. entirely dedicated to secret medical testing. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I was thinking that would be more to do with like, you know, are her boobs real? Is her face how? You know, what percentage of natural? And that's again why I'm here. Nature, natural. Mm -hmm. Nature, um, meditation, calm. Right, and we are going to talk about that. But what? So, what was it like burning down the mansion? Because that's like, that's pretty big. That's the most dramatic thing that's ever happened on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's listen. Um, yeah, uh, I I've always been someone who, again, is back to just nature really quick, like fire, water, mm -hmm. air, yeah. skin. Those fire in nature. Uh, you burned the bachelor's parakeet skeet. He was a beloved uh, addition to the oh. show. I uh, had a great connection to the bachelor mm -hmm. and they were not able to rescue him from the mansion in time. RIP skeet. Yeah. I, um, again, nature lover here, RIP skeet really, I do feel that's like maybe the only thing I feel bad about. Like, mm -hmm. um, okay. 
I mean, the two women who died, God rest their souls, but I don't, you know, I sometimes I don't take responsibility for that because again, I didn't know that um, my not cancer diagnosis was going to be shared live um, at the rose ceremony. So I really think, you know, I want you guys to look inward and be like, how can I maybe look at this situation a little bit differently, you know? Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, we're, it's going to be so fascinating to talk about that sort of mindfulness, kind of looking inward kind of thing. But I really want to know, you know, because <laughs> I've read about some of the lawsuit that's ongoing. And the, the argument mm -hmm. that your legal team made is that you had cancer and then were so shocked from suddenly being cured of it because you prayed to God uh, that you went insane. And so it was actually a, a all true. All, I just want to say that Rangers right now, all true, all true. I really, um, it's kind of interesting how cancer kind of can cure itself when you mm. put your mind again, nature, mind, water, air, skin, fire, like fire everything, especially, yeah. fire too. It's like it, you, a lot of people aren't brave enough to do it. A lot of people mm. need to rely on things like, chemotherapy and surgery and stuff but like for uh -huh. me i was able to overcome and um, uh, Lauren, if you're going on record as saying is anyone who undergoes chemotherapy is not brave you know it's yes. just like how people try to find love as well some people try to find love by you know meeting someone and talking to them and maybe dating them which seems like a boring conventional way and just like you didn't want to do that chemotherapy you also didn't want to do that conventional way of finding love which is why you went on a show where you get to date the same man as 23 other women i exactly. get it it's, I, it's, it's for me. can i just say right now it's so nice to have another woman here oh, who gets yeah, it for sure. absolutely for sure just, you're just trying to guard and protect your heart and also guard and protect those cancer results and they really put you on blast they really exposed you that was it, it was it was and um Honestly, again, this is why I'm here to clear my body, soul, mind of that trauma, trauma, mm -hmm. drama. And I just, you know, I'm looking to move forward. And I think coming out here to this beautiful place, um, I know beautiful is, you know, subjective, but it's, I'm happy. I'm so happy now. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Lovely. I'm so happy mm -hmm. for you. You deserve it. And you deserve it better than that bachelor. He was shit. Although the parakeet was very, very cute. And I love I actually I'm gonna stop you right there. I really don't want you to talk negatively about Sam. Um, I know he was a bachelor and I was not picked despite being very close. Um, but he, you know, I've actually seen him quite a bit since the whole thing. And yeah. <gasps> Yeah. That's amazing that, that he, he still... got engaged to Ashley. Um, I, next question. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is so interesting. Like I, I he, so I'm so amazed that Sam would still talk to you, considering that his kind of big, you know, tearjerker backstory coming into a season was that everyone in his family had uh, recovered from cancer. Um, like his parents and all of his siblings each had a different, completely different form of cancer that they mm -hmm. genuinely did Curse, recover from. Even Skeet was a cancer survivor. <laughs> yeah, even Skeet had avian bone cancer. 
Uh, all right. Again, God rest Skeet's soul, and I pray for him every day. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why Sam and I connect so much because he mm. understands what it's like to overcome cancer and then be so shocked by it. You actually go into a blind rage, and mm. um, you know, as the as the tabloid said, choke the host and Sam and, you know, other people, but it's, it's, we're copacetic now, like I said, and, you know, I'm doing some soul searching and um, trying to figure out, you know, what's next for Lorraine. And what is next for Lorraine? You've been here at the park for uh, about a week or so now. Mm -hmm. So you've had some time to do some uh, just fascinating meditation that that we are going to talk about in detail at some point. But uh, what have you kind of arrived at so far? Like what what has nature told you? Um, To be quite honest, I've been staying at a motel six about 16 miles away um so i really haven't had a chance to fully connect in the way maybe you or another naturey person would um call you know doing it uh but Mm. i i i've i've thought about a lot about you know thought a lot about uh the children and their things and also, you know, maybe a little bit about um, trying to break Sam and Asha. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. You're trying to break up Sam and his fiance from the show, Ashley. Not, uh, n- no, I didn't say that mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. but I did. Mm-hmm. I-, I have been thinking, you know, thinking about, um, you know, the, the places she goes following her um you know sure. slashing her tires disconnecting her brakes. is this more about wanting to get with sam or is this more about your well-noted feud with ashley throughout the show okay i see we have a fan i see we have a fan <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I remember ever since episode one when she tried to give you an empathetic hug when you told the the rest of the women that you had cancer and she came mm-hmm. up to hug you and then you mace her in the face yeah i'll say it right now don't ever try to empathetically hug me i react really poorly to um empathy in general so i i prefer to uh you know i i prefer other gestures of of love and care like money or um money those are it's really all coming (laughs) to mind but uh what did you say and nature Yes, and nature, like I said, nature, fire, air, water, mm-hmm. skin, sky, all mm-hmm. those things, money, um, all that mixed together. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Ashley and I have a um, have not the simplest past, but I, it's it's not about her. I do, I I think Sam's um, an amazing person and um, an amazing investment banker. Uh, who's just 36, handsome and single. And, you know, it's very rich. Very rich. And I deserve him. So, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. Now, you said you're staying at the motel. Was it the Motel 6? Yes. uh, Three plus three, six, numbers, fire, wind. Uh, Yes. (laughs) 
You did list your profession on the show as mathematician and constantly did basic math equations. Yeah. um, Uh, You know, sometimes you take your work home with you. And as uh a mathematician, uh, I like to do little, you know, I like to think about it in my daily life. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you, if you were a mathematician, 12 divided by three, four, Wow, that would be Six plus six, 13. Um, And sometimes I think that's why, you know, Sam was intimidated because Mm -hmm. I was not only a cancer patient at the time, I was also extremely brilliant. And it's hard for men (laughs) to cope with that in women. Yeah, yeah. Now, the reason I bring up the Motel 6, that's about 16 miles from here, is that it's also not too far away from uh, one of the the, the ski towns that that celebrities and rich people like to frequent. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of known as the um, kind of the infidelity motel among the the skiing elite in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, Is is that just a coincidence that you posted up there and that Sam and, and Ashley are on? Uh, a, a luxurious ski vacay or or what total coincidence um and as you'll find in the coming days total coincidence ashley was pushed off of a ski lift it has nothing to do with anything i'm here at gunk hole i'm trying uh-huh. to get myself together with nature and meditation and clouds and air and i just right. think yeah. uh, you know if if i happen to be staying somewhere where other people are staying i can't really help that Hmm. And, and that the Motel Six is also famous for being where uh, that you remember that crazy astronaut lady who put on a diaper and drove across the country. My good friend, yes, yes, okay. I do. Yeah, yeah. You might have known each other from doing math together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do met? a lot of math together. A lot of math. What is her name? Um, you know. She doesn't really like to be brought up in any format of any kind, sure. you know. So uh-huh. I try to. I'm not going to release her name right now. Um, just know she's a pers- person, close personal friend of mine, and mm-hmm. um, we love her. And I, I wish her all the best. I really do. It's, it's just interesting wow. because that motel is where she plotted out uh, how she was going to kill um, the person who was with mm-hmm. her, her, the, her lover, I guess, or who she was jealous of. Um, and is that just another coincidence? If you're a close personal friend, you probably know that about that motel. Again, um, first of all, I just want to say uh, jealousy is a strong word. And I wouldn't say that she was, you know, jealous or attempting murder of any kind. Um, going after what was rightfully hers. I really don't see, mm. you know, the connection there. But um, if a friend had told you, it's a good place to um, go off the grid and make some plans. And, you know, it's why, why should that matter? Why are we, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, uh, if you, if I told, asked you, if I said, Oh, the Hilton's nice, you would stay at the Hilton, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. So. <laughs> She's yeah. got the ranger, Alex. Right. You love recommendations for hotels. Everyone. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I that's kind of the main thing I do online, even though I don't travel very much, is I um, like read reviews of hotels and motels, and that's kind of how I know so much about the history of this motel, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll just sort of like post on Quora or like Yahoo Answers, like 
you know, has anyone ever plotted revenge in this hotel? Has anyone ever, you know, been caught uh, drilling a hole in, in, a, in a wall so they can do some voyeurism in this hotel? You know, things like that. Even though I'm never going to go to that hotel and certainly never going to peep at anyone who's changing it in what they, they, they believe to be total privacy. Uh, I'm not, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, it's how I tell stories in my own mind. Mm. You know, it's like, just like I, have I, do an, as a poet. I have an unrelated question. Sure, um, uh, is there any place, and again, totally not related to anything in mm. gunk hole where you could dig possibly a, a hole that goes down about eight feet, eight to 10 feet, eight mm. feet wide, probably an eight by eight situation. Eight is eight. there, I haven't, mm. again, I haven't searched within, you know, I, I'm in this gift shop, which is beautiful, but I, I would just, you know, my curiosity is uh, burning curiosity. <laughs> So you're, so you're hoping for a, a, an area where you can dig an eight by eight by eight foot cube mm -hmm. around entire yes. bedroom size. Uh, yeah, if you want to call it a bedroom size, that's that's yes, sure. Now, you know, uh, this is interesting because my first instinct was to be suspicious that you were asking for a place that you can bury uh, Ashley's body uh, when she's pushed off that ski lift. Coincidentally, how dare um, you even? The notion, just the oh, notion. No, I do feel bad about that because then as you continued and made it clear that, it, at least to me, it's clear that you're trying to build some sort of underground room uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, you know, that opens the possibilities of maybe what you're up to. Like maybe you're just trying to experiment with like tiny, tiny home living underground mm -hmm. or something like that. But, uh, well, you know, I, there's plenty of land in this park. I, I'm sure we can find you something just, I guess, what, what, what are you hoping to do? Great. I mean, again, as I've been saying, and I would love to talk more about is I'm trying to get closer to nature. I mm. want to be in the dirt, in the sky, in the water, yeah. in the air in mm -hmm. skin, uh, fire, blazing, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. digging. Uh, so mm -hmm. really it's a space for me to uh, sit in, meditate, collect my thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, again, absolutely just kind of a me, you know, once in a while you want to dig a hole and go down yeah. there. Yeah. So you're, you're just hoping for, I believe, a 64 square foot underground meditation mm -hmm. space. Okay. Mm, who's the mathematician here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Very right. good. Can you uh, check my work there? <laughs> I'll have to do nice. some. Quick, I'll do some quick calculations and I'll check my abacus. But you know, it's okay. it's uh, yes, roughly sixty-four square feet where I can go okay. in and do my own thing. Okay. And, th and that is purely what it's for. It's not sort of like a Buffalo Bill style hole to, to keep uh, uh, some sort of, ca uh, you know, someone you've captured and are now uh, either torturing or you mentioned skin a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> skin is a part of nature. I mean, it's all, we're true. all skin yeah. and bones and um, some of us more bones than skin. And, uh, you know, okay. um, it's skeleton you specifically referring to specific food. remark because uh, you always called Ashley too bony. That was your insult you loved throwing at her. Yeah. Well, if a, a bitch, if a bitch is anorexic, then yeah, she's bony. 
<laughs> but yes, I digress. Um, you know, it's again unrelated to Ashley. She is having fun on a ski trip with mm-hmm. um who whomever, Sam probably, and um she's you know, no, it doing definitely her... confirmed there have been paparazzi photos taken of them at the resort. Oh. Do you know that? No, I see uh Yes, I knew. I know. I know. I know. I know. You seem to be like the. No, I know. I know. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, he even uh, there's pictures of him in a hospital with her because she was pushed off a ski lift uh, miraculously. (laughs) (laughs) So that's interesting because I felt like were you saying that that was something that was going to happen or that had already happened. Um, I, I, again, I'm so out of the loop. I'm in nature. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, now I it don't seems know. Like maybe you pushed her off a ski lift. She survived. It only strengthened her bond with Sam. And now you're hoping to, to push her off a ski lift again, even though I doubt that she's going to go skiing. I mean, listen, um, I, again, I haven't been around. I've been at the skip shop or at the motel. I have no uh, real idea, but you know, um, it's news to me. It's news to me that you can mm. fall 12 feet and not die, but it's really, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, what did you hear of her condition at all? <laughs> Just for my own knowledge, critical, critical. Well, I saw on, T- on TMZ, I saw that she, uh, it was described as a kiss from Sam helped uh, kind of revive her from, she was in critical condition. And then uh, it was almost like a sleeping beauty thing. He brought her out of a coma mm-hmm. and then, and she's like in perfect shape now. She's Sometimes actually that's... healthier than she was before. Interesting. Interesting. Actually now with health and vitality. Sometimes I think that's how I overcame cancer was the kiss of Sam. And so I, I, I can relate to that. I just, um, no, no, that's interesting. Cause you never kissed him on camera. Um, but you've constantly claimed to have made out with him more than anyone else. That <laughs> they just oh, somehow you know, never really, made it into the show. I, I know you guys are stuck in the, in this park, but gosh, you know, reality shows are all, they're all, uh, they're all scripted. It's all, so mm. a lot happens off camera that no one sees, People get, you know, people are getting sex and fingered and things that you're not even, no one even knows. No one, the fingerings are rampant. They're rampant and you don't see any of that. So, okay. (laughs) Who's doing the fingering? Is it all the bachelor or do the girls, you know, the women kind of get bored and start fingering oh, each other. Oh, I'm, really. I'm not going to fulfill your sick fantasies or anything, you know, <laughs> just but just know, just if, know if fingering that, is rampant, okay, how can yeah, only one yeah, per- sure. Are producers uh, yeah. doing this? That I seems inappropriate. Fulfill, you know, your gross Reddit fantasy of, of, <laughs> of the off camera, but just know what happens. And like, yes, I've made out more with, with Sam than anyone in maybe his whole life. Maybe I've kissed him more than his mother. I don't know, but we've made out hundreds, if not thousands of times, um, intimately. (laughs) That's interesting because his mother, uh, who did of course survive cancer, uh, was recently found in an eight 
foot by eight foot hole that was dug in her backyard. Um, she was just clinging to life. Um, it seemed like she'd been uh, starved, but also her skin was in great condition. It seemed like she'd been lotioning up a whole lot. Um, did you hear about that? Do you know anything about that? Uh, news, really big news to me right now. I mean, I've always loved and adored Cheryl like a sister or a friend. And it's hard to hear that, um, you know, the person you love's mother is, um, was, you know, tortured and left for dead. And I wish, you know, like Skeet, I wish her my best. And um, so, you know, well, she's in head. Skeet the parakeet is dead. Uh, and his mother is still recovering, I believe. Oh, I misheard. Misheard. <laughs> oh, I well, um, regard. You know, I hope that it's not as severe as death. No, no. I I wish her um, a speedy, speedy recovery. And again, life works in weird ways. You think someone's starving to death and they're not and so it's just an interesting like the 12 foot fall it's all kind of like again it goes uh, back to na- and we haven't gotten here but we it goes back to nature god yeah. christ meditation trees air uh, oxygen leaves yeah. skin mm-hmm. fire yeah. water uh. now you know it's interesting our, our, our guest last week, Fancy Jackson, uh, who who lives at the park, um, we we kind of discovered by the end of the episode that he's definitely been murdering people uh, and eating, uh, like cooking and preparing in, in various uh, very impressive ways. Uh, they're, they're, they're various body parts that he's chopped off. Have you run into him at the park yet at all? It seems like you two might hit it off. Um, no, um, as I've said, you know, a lot of my time with nature has actually been spent at the motel, but I do, um, I, I, I did see someone, um, as I was, you know, on my search for holes or, or spaces for holes, uh-huh. um, and he was looking what to be eating someone's neck. And so maybe I did come across him at, at some, some point, um, um, although I was very busy doing a math problem at the time, I, I could have been, you know, distracted. So, um, you know, I have a very demanding job and so I can't yeah. always pay attention to what's happening around me. Um, yeah, you did have that video that you attempted to make go viral. It didn't quite get there, but it was, uh, purported to be sort of a hidden camera video where, you are dressed up as a janitor for some reason, and you wander into a, a classroom at what you called Harvard, but looked like an elementary school classroom. And there is a very complicated uh, mathematical equation up on the board, and you uh, you finished it. And the video is called, wow, look at this brilliant mathematician lady who should have won The Bachelor, number one at math. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Uh, as a former reality star, people film you all the time and you're really not, you know, um, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of a crazy thing. And it's sort of, um, you know, I was working as a janitor at the time and uh, just happened upon a very complicated high level math problem Mm -hmm. in an elementary school and I did it. And so I I can't help what gets caught on camera because I'm Mm -hmm. not totally aware. I was just doing what I do and, 
um, you know, uh, lots of views, six to 800. Really wow. don't see really don't see yeah. you know the downside it was low of it. 600, but it is technically in that range <laughs> wow six to eight, i mean if we round in math we always say round up dude so if if you round up it really goes to eight yes okay so if right. you get 600 if you get 615 views that's really eight to a thousand but i was rounding down to sound modest to okay 800 uh, you know that most of those views yeah. I think probably came from r slash lorraine from the bachelor's completely insane uh the subreddit um and you mentioned earlier like reddit people kind of with their theories and everything are you familiar with that subreddit r slash lorraine jeffries is completely insane um no, I'm not familiar oh. with it. Okay. And I have not seen any of the posts. I haven't seen um, anyone saying anything specific about me or my cancer or, you know, uh, my legitimacy as a mathematician. Uh, I haven't seen any of that. And I don't, you know, certainly don't respond. I would never respond. I'm not mm. on there, you know? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> It's just so interesting because come to think of it, I think that subreddit is actually having a meetup uh, here at the oh. park um, tomorrow. Uh, so it's such a crazy coincidence that uh, you're here at the same time as them. Yeah. Unrelated question. Okay. Um, uh, you know, when I was asking earlier about um, the ground rooms, the rooms that are in the ground. <laughs> right. The big holes. <laughs> I, I was really wondering, you know, I asked for one and I was wondering, um, you know, is there space for more, I guess, than one, okay. perhaps 12 to 16. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting because there are exactly 12 uh, members of that subreddit, it's kind of subscribers. Well, if you, round up, if you round up, it's actually 16. If you, okay. 12, again, as I said, us mathematicians, we always say, Round up, dude. I'm sorry. I said, you got to think that some of them brought their children with them. So that would increase the numbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm, very good well, point. You know, well, if you times that by 64 square feet, you could um, really fit a lot of people down there. If you, uh, smaller yeah. people and bigger people. And um, so it's kind of, if we again, did you do the math? Just do the math. It's really quite. Yeah. Was, you really tried to make that your catchphrase on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, you know, Sam loved it. It was, it was yeah. like when I got a rose, it was like, do the math. And uh, he was like, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah you're, that didn't really catch on so much as when you said, uh, of course I have cancer, you crazy bitch. That ended up being a lot more popular. <laughs> I like well, the dude. Actually, again, somehow. it was it was after a an empathetic hug, and I was mm -hmm. not in my and my best. And um, you know, when people question your your sickness and your illness, and one day you'll find out when you're terminally ill how offensive it is to be questioned about that. Yeah, but again, they were trying to just give you a hug. They they were accepting you at your word, <laughs> and they pushed her away and said, "Of course, I've cancer, you crazy bitch." <laughs> <laughs> well, being on that show is very stressful, you know. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Again, you, you uh, listen. I know you're in this drab, drab place here, stuck. 
uh, nature, whatever. But mm-hmm. reality TV cuts are crazy. You don't know what happened mm-hmm. between the moment she hugged me and then I said, of course I have cancer, you dumb bitch. You don't know what happened in between that time. Anything could have, I, I, I think I had time to go off and do a math problem at my bed. So I probably was doing that and then I came back and someone questioned me and then I said, of course I have cancer. Yeah, that's interesting because a user on r slash Lorraine Jeffries is completely insane, did post uh, what they claim to be raw, uncut footage that showed that it was uh, immediately after this woman gave you a big hug and said, "I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of you or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. She was something very supportive. You immediately after that uh, unleashed that catchphrase that kind of took the, <laughs> took the reality world by storm. Sure, sure. We all we all think things and we all look at things. And um, really, I want to go back. Yeah. I would like to go back to, uh, you know, the serene, the calm, the nature that I'm seeking. I'm really seeking that. I want to get away mm. from the mess of, you know, Los Angeles and, yeah. um, you know, all, all that comes with being a very, very famous reality star. Yeah, and I do want to talk about nature, but of course, unfortunately, we are out of time for for the guest <laughs> segment, uh, so we're not going to be able to get to that. But uh, okay. Lorraine, if you have anything coming up that you want people to check out, um, uh, you know, let us know. Um, I'll be speaking at the uh, uh, local math symposium on uh, square footage in the coming weeks. Um, you okay. can look out for <laughs> me on that. Huge. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't even know, and I would just say, um, not everything as it see is as it seems. Mm. People get pushed off of things, people disappear. We shouldn't question that. We should just accept and learn, mm. and and move on. Yeah. And also, do you validate parking? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what we do. So if you want to talk to me after, you know, during the the break, I'd love to do that for you. All right. Well, it's been. Amazing. And just last thing, um, I really want you all to think about the air and how it relates to fire and ice Uh and oxygen. Okay. Uh, Thank Uh you. Thank you very much. No, thank Uh, you so much for coming on the show and good luck with the math symposium that that is real. And uh, as we say in math, round up, dude. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> she left for real. She's done. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back with uh, the last little segment here on the Gunkle State Park podcast after this. And welcome back to the Gunkle State Park podcast. Wow. Our guest, Lorraine Jeffries, just took off uh, as soon as she could. Didn't get her parking validated. Well, I do want to elaborate um, on that. As uh, we yeah. were wrapping up that segment, there was a uh, sheriff's vehicle that was pulling up to the cabin. Mm. Uh, and I think that spooked her a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounded like she was at least in the vicinity of uh, Sam's fiance Ashley, when she was pushed off the ski lift. It sounds like she's planning on maybe trying to do it again. Um, so, Definitely. yeah, you, you certainly don't want to get caught before the second time you push someone off a ski lift. Uh, I think that's probably a, a rule that, that that any aspiring murderer has to follow. But uh, yeah, so she did take off very quickly. She peeled out um, of the parking lot, did a big loud screech. 
um, drove off. It looked like the sheriff uh, turned on uh, their lights and sirens and kind of took off after her. So it's probably a big dramatic car chase happening. And, uh, you know, we wish her well because she was a great guest. She gave us a lot of interesting insight into uh, the behind the scenes of The Bachelor. Yeah. I've always wondered about. You know, uh, just talking to a trash person uh, like Lorraine, it kind of makes me think that mm. there might be a spot for you, Ranger Alex, in uh, reality television. <laughs> Wait, for right. me? Well, maybe like you've already been working on your confessional. You're you're kind of dipping your toes in with true. the therapy. Maybe uh, that's the path that you can just exist and be you and mm. have that be okay. <laughs> Yeah, that could be a really fun angle or <laughs> premise for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, let's get you on the on that show, you know, on the back. We should all, you know what, we should all create our own reality show, sort of like we could pitch it to Animal Planet yeah. or National Geographic or depending on how it goes, Discovery ID, you know, anything like that. We've had plenty of murders happen in and around <laughs> The park, you know, that could be an, an angle that we could pitch. Uh, yeah, no, that's a really great idea. Um, and, you know, that brings us to what we're going to do for the rest of the week. I was going to do like a lot of paperwork that needs to get done for the park um, to get. I was going to apply for some grants so we could do some preservation uh, things that really desperately need to happen um, for a lot of the flora and fauna in the park. But I'm going to scrap all that. I'm going to work on a pitch deck for a reality show about yeah. Gunk Hole State Park kind of follows us around um, our day-to-day, all the kind of drama that happens, the crazy characters we run into. Uh, and I think it could really, uh, you know, help this park. Um, I think people are still trying to buy it for private purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yes. And this, yeah, this could be a way to sort of stake our claim uh, in this park, in addition to Chris, your hard work, uh, making it very unappealing to any potential buyers. Right. Well, I think that I'm just going to continue doing what I was doing, but I could make it a reality show so I could just start filming it. Uh, I have been, yeah. uh, taking separated children who are lost and scared and pitting them against, mm-hmm. uh, lost and scared <laughs> wild boars and oh, seeing, uh, okay. seeing, you know, who has the better survival instincts? Uh, a boar in its natural habitat or a huh. small frightened child who's technically supposed to be an apex predator? That's interesting. That's an interesting wrinkle from last week when you were just having children fight each other <laughs> so that wolves could watch and bet on the fights. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been it's been a long week, um, but that's great. It sounds like, and, and you know, that'll that'll film really oh, well. Yeah. You know, I think that'll, that's sort of a kinetic, that's a dynamic scene. That, that's definitely going to go in the first few slides of the pitch deck. Yeah. Well, it's that, very colorful. There's not a lot of special effects well, that you yeah. need to add in after the fact because it's all very real. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'll just start filming that and we'll call it <laughs> reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's a great plan. Um, I'm I'm thinking that, you know, Ranger Chris as a character will be kind of like one of those standout reality show characters, like the guy in, um, wasn't there a guy in Pawn Stars that everyone's like, uh, Chumley? Chumley, is that, yeah, is that him? he's an indicted felon now. 
<laughs> yeah. So you could be like that or like one of the 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 crazier um duck hunter guys. Huh? Um duck dynasty. Yeah, one of them you, you could have one of those angles. I think one of them's dead. One of them should be dead. Well, <laughs> they're not that bad of people. I'm not saying they're bad people, they're just lifestyles are crazy. Yeah, they're also they all <laughs> seem to be over a hundred years old. They're not playing the odds very well. Yeah, because ducks can be very aggressive. Oh, yeah. And if you're spending most of your time pursuing ducks, eventually they're going to get you. Kind of like, you know, when a stingray got a crocodile yeah, hunter. It's the exact same tragic scenario. <sighs> That's one of my And I, I think I, when I'm pitching your character, you know, when I'm pitching the reality show and kind of giving a rundown of the characters, I think you, I would say, is like comparable to Chumley. Or Steve Irwin post death. <laughs> mm. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just in terms of kind of how you look most of the oh. time, you usually look like you've been barbed through the heart <laughs> by some strange creature. I'm sticking out of my back. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's great. And Ranger Bonnie, what are you going to be doing this week? Well, you know, with all this talk about recording things and putting them on camera, I think I'm going to uh, buy one of those cameras that you strap to your body like a baby Bjorn and just walk around. Is that a GoPro? No, like one of those things where it's like a whole setup and there's like two handles that you're holding and it's like a baby Bjorn Bjorn, and it's like a full TV Uh camera. Huh. And then there's like a board to keep your back straight so that you can carry it because I'm sure it's like 15 pounds. I think I'm just gonna. So this is for real television. An production. actual television camera. Yes, I think I'll be buying one of those, and I think I'm just gonna be wearing it all the time from now on. That's great. That'll save us a lot of money on a camera crew. You know, that's really the the main overhead that you have to worry about with reality shows. It's why so many of them get made is that there's very little money you actually have to spend outside of the crew. If you can just have a, a large prosumer or even just professional grade television camera strapped to you at all times, uh, yeah, that could really help capture most of the action. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's, it's on like a stabilizer thing. That's what's attached to your body so that it Hey, and so am I after therapy, you know, (laughs) Uh, I've been kind of uh, diagnosed and uh, prescribed. You're already working on your, look at you. You're already working on those quick one-liners that play so well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those, I think when we chop it up in the editing and, and really just, cause that's the problem with this uh, podcast, we do very little editing. If we did edit to just have like the best moments it would be like a five minute long show but what's great about reality is that you can edit it down for for like an entire week of stuff and as long as you get 22 minutes out of it which i think we can probably eke out we just slip an ad in there that'll bump us to 22 minutes in the eyes of an angel order from go fresh This is an interesting, you know, we haven't gotten any advertisers on the podcast yet, but I think if we could reach out to some of those typical podcast advertisers like HelloFresh or or, or Blue Apron or Casper or Stamps.com or Squarespace and, and said like, hey, what if we did an advertisement for your product, but as though we were talking about like abused animals? Look at this, Alex. You're using skill set from the past when you were an ad man. Love it. It's true. I was an admin in Chicago oh, before I came baby. down here. 
you, you know what? It's a great moment. I think everyone out there can relate to this is when you suddenly remember a big part of your personal backstory. Mm-hmm. I think that's always like a fun little treat, you know, for yourself. You completely forget a major part of your identity and or your past. And then just suddenly kind of someone reminds you of it or it pops into your head all of a sudden you're like, wow. You know, I have so much more going on. We tend to get down on ourselves for not being productive enough or famous enough or interesting enough. But when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I was an ad man in Chicago for years. Amazing. Ranger Bonnie, you're a bird. (laughs) How dare you, sir? Ranger Chris, you were in Hollywood for eight months. Yes, that was the time. That frame. Yeah, didn't, didn't book a single job. Not one. I would you know eight months isn't that long to try, but no, no, not anything I do is long in duration. But was it the affair that you had with the bunny that you thought was Jesus Christ, but he just had a trash bag on his head? Is that what kind of pulled you away from Hollywood or did you just Oh, look at this, Ranger Alex. You just talked about the little nuggets of memories that you totally forgot, and then you serve one up to me. <laughs> you had forgotten about that affair you had with a, a rabbit that you thought looked like Jesus Christ and you had it across multiple states. I'm sure many people are trying to forget about that affair. <laughs> yes, uh, that has slipped my memory until just now. Well, that's great. Um, we've had, a, I think it's been, it's, it felt like it's been so long since we recorded. And of course, it's only been a week because of the release schedule re- will reflect that. But it feels like it's been two months. I'm glad to finally get together with you guys again. I think this was a good uh, practice episode that we will still put out and, and uh, subject people to. But it was a good practice episode to get us back in the rhythm and and back to kind of doing what we do best, which is talking about all the great work we do at the park. That is right. (laughs) Ranger Bunny, it looks like you're doing math equations. Sorry, there's just, there was a Grand Prix in Russia. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Formula One? No. Anyway, Ranger Alex is right, everyone. After this practice episode where we did a really good job, we're going to bounce back stronger than ever. Thanks for staying, for sticking with us, being true fans, true true gunk guys, or whatever that disgusting nickname is. Yeah, (laughs) the gunk guys out there, shout out to the gunk guys. Uh, thanks for waiting uh, for several months before the episode from, from about two weeks ago. Uh, and then, of course, there was not a long break between last week's episode and this week's episode. It was exactly one week as usual. Um, but, yeah, there was a long break. It was just before the 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 you know the first episode of the season. Um, so, anyway, again, like I said, great practice episode, guys. We did really good. You know, I mean, I think this practice episode is probably about as good as as the average podcast real episode. Um, so that I think that's why we can justify putting it out there. Hey, you know what they say: practice makes redundancy. Nice. Yeah, and with that really uh, in- interesting thing that Chris said. I think that's as good a time as ever to say goodbye. So uh, for all of us here at Gunkle State Park, I'm Ranger Alex. I'm Ranger Bonnie. And I'm Ranger Chris. And we hope you come visit our gunky hole soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later, gunk guys. Hole dudes. No. Whole dudes is good because it's like Whole Foods. <laughs> I hate that.
Whoa. Okay. So all you gunk guys out there, if you want to be referred to as whole dudes, just tweet at our official uh, Twitter account at gunkholepod and uh, let us know your opinion on that. So for all of us here at Gunkhole State Park, I'm Ranger Alex. Long live Trader Joe's. Down with Whole Foods. I hate Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and fuck Jeff Bezos. And fuck Jeff Bezos. And we'll see you next week, gunk guys and whole dudes. Sayonara. Hasta la vista. Oh, my God. Oh, good practice up, guys. Really good. Oh